Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And I'm Chris. And this is SLC Punkcast. Punkcast. Yeah. And this is episode 104. Yes. We're starting to get into those FM station numbers where you'll be like, episode 104, playing all the hits. <laughs> this is SLC Punkcast. We are a punk rock review and interview show, reviewing and critiquing all genres and subgenres of punk rock music. And Dustin, we have an interview today. Yes, we do. With Battalion Zoshka. Pat Society, to be specific. Right on, with Pat Society. And uh, we got a chance to meet Pat and his lovely wife, Punk Rock Bowling. Um, and uh, yeah, man, he le- reached out to us when we got home, when everybody got home, and sobered up a little bit. And, <laughs> uh, and so we had him on the show. Uh, a lot of fun talking to him. Fucking smart guy. Yeah, he uh, is. He's, he's one of those guys that you can just sit down and talk to, as we did at dinner, yeah. while at Punk Rock Bowling, and just got all sorts of just... We're like, tell me more. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so great guy. Looking forward to that interview on this episode. I did it via remote because my life is fucking nuts right now. Dustin, speaking of fucking nuts, there's so much coming out uh, now and in the next month. New music. Dad Brains. More from Dad Brains. Yes, four-track EP. June 7th. Mortalis. With Los Miserables, it's a single, June 9th. Drinking Squad, Destination Unknown. Oh, buddy. That says June, June 11th. 11th. That's what time, day I think it came out, but we just got official word after I posted or put all that together. It was June 5th. Yes. And uh, nice. Rotten Foxes, Arrive, Race Hell, Leave, June 12th. The Decline with Verge Collection, June 14th. Acid Blood, self-titled, June 14th. Las... Nubes. Nubes. SMVT. SMVT, June 14th. Kill the Rooster. Then what happened was, June 14th, we come from a band down under. 14 killer tunes from Australia, Volume 1. That's a compilation, and you can get it on Contra Records, and it's also uh, on a label in Australia. Right on. Strongbow with Defiance, June 20th. Spunk Volcano and the Eruptions. (laughs) Double Bastard, June 21st. Decent Criminal, or is it Descent Criminal? I think it's Decent Criminal. Okay, Bliss, June 21st. Johnny Volga with Gold Hits, June 21st. Tommy and June with Self-Titled, June 21st. Reunions with Winter Heart, Summer Skin, June 21st. <laughs> Year of the Fist with Revive Me, June 28th. The Take, Self-Titled, June 28th. Hard Wax, This is the Sound, June 28th. And Two Minute Minor. Fucking, they just put them out they, every year, don't they? They do, and so much content so much merchandise like oh, those yeah. guys know how to do it they all fucking the fill in the blanks they do uh like fundraisers and oh yeah they've got so, so much active. going on so much going on with two minute minor snake that ate its own tail july 1st let us know what we missed i'm sure that there's something that you like that's coming out send it to us email it to us or let us know on social media you can find me at slc punk chris and we're at slc Punkcast. and if you're on twitter at another punk slc Dustin. Chris. New music. Yes. Uh, don't remember. I came across this, I think, on um, uh, Dying Scene. Um, and uh, Band from Chicago, much the same. There we go. 
song is Snake in the Grass, the album Everything is Fine. The release is July 26th. So this is the single that's out or what have you? And they were on an eight-year hiatus. After an eight-year hiatus? This band deserves an encore, Dustin. When we go to the show and you see much the same, it's like, hey, give us an encore, right? right. We'll bring you back out. And uh, from Chicago, Dustin, speaking of Two Minute Minor, right? Yeah. Now, now we have much the same. We're, we're, we're doing all Chicago all the time. On 104, playing nothing but the hits. From Chicago. <laughs> New music, much the same. Uh, much in the vein of a melodic skate, skate punk, punk genre. Check out Snake of the Grass. So, Dustin, uh, not a bad track here. Not bad at all. They're on P Records. P? P, P E E. <laughs> out of Adelaide, Australia. Right on. So, yeah, man, just came across it. Uh, you know, it's a little bit more of the more modern take on punk that's that's kind of occurred uh, through the through the vein of, of the emo type movement and uh, you know these are these are bands these younger guys that that come out a lot of them they grew up listening to to you know blink and 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 that more you know against me and what have you sure so they're gonna have that sound that they grew up listening to and and go on through that so um, give them a give them a listen, check them out. Uh, not exactly my main vein of punk rock, right? Stuff that comes on the uh, the you know the um, the serious XM punk faction show that I listen to or, or channel that I listen to. I'm an old man, huh? Yeah. Uh, you know where you, you get your AFIs in there, and it's it's a nice breakup, right? You got the oi oi oi, and this, right? And it's like whoa. Where'd that fucking come from, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Check it out. You can go to the Bandcamp page, buy the digital now, and you can get uh, access to that track. Cool, huh? Right on, man. Out of uh, Chicago. Hashtag whatever. All right. <sighs> I was trying to sound like one of the kids. <laughs> Dustin, you've got... Um, couple new ones uh you're gonna go to chicago though but here you've got a band from santa cruz home of the uc santa cruz banana slugs dustin <laughs> whatever the hell a banana slug is it's right? a it's a good mascot that's what it is okay it's when you just say fuck it let's just let the students come up with something and they're like 
banana slug, motherfucker. I didn't even know that was an actual thing. It just sounds like they combined two words. <laughs> no, it's an actual little creature. Well, Chris, this band is called Craig's Brother. They put out a track called Follow Your Heart, also known as Mei Lin's Song. And that is the, the daughter of the front man. So the song was written for her. Oh, okay. It's kind of a touching song if you watch oh, the video. Yeah. The, this is the first video these guys have ever done. And it's the girl watching them perform the video. You know, and then knowing that the song's for her. Uh, this is just like the last band. They were on a hiatus for nearly 10 years as well. So these guys were for, oh, I shouldn't say hiatus, but this is their first new music in 10 years. Uh, they were formed in 95. The Devils in the Details came out May 3rd, 2019. This is right. track one. So let's listen to a little bit of Follow Your Heart. Right on. There's your breakdown. Yeah, I got you, didn't it? I like this song. Uh, just really positive message. If you're listening to the lyrics, this uh, a lot of positivity this guy's sending towards his daughter. You know, Fucking cool, man. If you listen to it, it's just a, a good positive song. I heard it. I like the message. I like the what the song was for. Right? And so I thought, we gotta play this one. Check out. It's a good band, man. They sound good. Craig's brother. You know, I mentioned to the guys at Dog Company that you know, I'm trying to get my kids to listen to everything, right? I want them listening to everything. Classical music, I don't care. I want them to just be able to. And the lead singer, remember, he wrote, he like uh, signed something for my daughter. Right. To Casey, you know, from him. And fucking way cool. Joe Blow? Yeah, Joe did. I was just going to say this, Joe. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, fucking. So shout out to him. I think that. You know, a lot of these bands, we've got, you know, we all have kids, right? Yeah. And so uh, there's that interesting documentary, the, the, the Other F Word, which was about... Jim Lindbergh? Uh, right, and, and his kids, and, and even had Fat Mike and his daughter in it. Right. Like, you know, it's really interesting that, uh, that everybody's like, hey, we want our kids to be part of this scene, you know? Um, whereas maybe some of us got into the scene because of a lack of that connection with our parents so it's kind of an interesting i think uh shift that you see in in our scene 
um, where you had dads, right? You're, you know, you, you've taken your son to, to Warp Tour. Yep. Um, uh, I know that last time was the day my mother-in-law died. I couldn't yeah. go, and so your son went with you instead. Um, and uh, I know he's been a mass intruder. We've mentioned that story. Yeah. That's one of my favorite stories that you tell um, about, uh, about your son. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting uh, change shift that, that we have in, in this community. Right. Well, Chris, we played uh, two more pop-sounding songs, right? Yes. So we're going to jump into some Chicago. We're going to two-minute fucking minor here. Yeah, Love these guys that you mentioned. They do all of the, the fundraising that they do for animal shelters, specifically for pit bulls. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, I didn't want to mess up which up dog it was. Up the pups. Uh, you know, lots of respect. Love this band. The tapes, Dustin. You bought me tapes from Two Minute Minor. Yeah. Um, they're a cool band. Great sound. Uh, fucking hardcore boy. Fucking let's get after it. This is Corruption Runs Deep off of Snake That Ate Its Own Tail. Two-minute minor, man, they get in and they get after. That track was 124, so I'm going to play one more, Chris. <laughs> this one's 109. This is called Wesley Willis featuring Omar Higgins was, of Negro Terror. Oh, right on. I had to get a shotgun to go rob a gas station. Praise the Lord. Musicians from the community. I, I saw the documentary that they made uh, while he was alive. Yeah. And before it was released, anyway, they, they had that at the very beginning of it, the funeral procession. Oh, him. wow. So fucking way yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, playing Saints Go Marching In, fucking down the street, right? Right. What a send off for such a great man, a community leader, uh, and, a, and a hell of an entertainer. And hey, man, how cool is that that they had that recorded? Uh, prior to his death, that's that's fucking right on, man. It is. That's why uh, I had to play that one. I wanted oh, to play yeah. one of their tracks, and that one couldn't be left out. Absolutely. No way that you could have left that out. Dustin, moving on to lesser-known, older, 
I've got for you Strange Itch. Oh, I'm watching the video right now. There's Are you Brandon. Watching? There he is, right? Uh, this came out 98. Uh, and what's unique about the Utah band, I've been doing older or lesser known Utah bands. These guys probably in the community, not lesser known, well known, because this band became the used, right? Or most of it. He gets everybody but one. And of course, in this band is Brandon Sinekirk, who's now the drummer for Rancid. Says here, Joel Pack on bass was went to Broke City. His name is. And band. he went to Broke City. I was just yeah. And so, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Little kind of uh, you know third wave ska track from Strange Itch in '98. Man, check it out. What do you think? It's cool. Uh, obviously, I'd like to get a little better recording on it than, than what we have at the Dude, moment. Dude, I could not find shit. I couldn't either. I found that. What you're playing off of YouTube, you just type in Strange Itch. And it even just says Strange Itch. And then it says in the description, this is the first track off the album. Well, the first track off the album was Play With Me. Tip Howard of the uh, Used is on lead vocals there. And I've been thinking about playing some of the Used. I I noticed we went to a show, and I'm trying to remember which one it was, but the lead singer at the show was like, who are some popular or famous bands from Salt Lake City? And that was the first thing I heard was, The Used! And and he was like, oh, that's pretty good. Who else? And then, and then I yelled out, half of the descendants. <laughs> and he was like, ah, whatever, let's go. <laughs> So, yeah, man, uh, pretty cool uh, kind of older track there for Salt Lake City punk rock. Dustin! I've got an older, lesser known, maybe. Dustin. Uh, it's uh, exactly, you're, you're on the right path. Uh, this is the Rats. They're from New Haven, Connecticut. This track right. isn't that old. It's from No, it's like a week old. October 18th, 2018. It's like six months old. This, uh, they did a split with the, the damn it's broads. lesser known. This track's called Fight, Fight Tonight. Fight, Fight, Fight Tonight. We haven't played this? No. We haven't played the brass before. This band features members of the Danglers, yeah. Elvis McMahon, yeah. the Lost Riots, who we have fight, played on the fight, show, fight yeah. and the Damn Broads, who they fight, did the split fight with. Tonight. We gotta fight, fight, fight tonight. We gotta fight, fight, fight tonight. We need a 
We're gonna fight, 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 fight tonight. All right, that's the rats. What's the name of that song? Fight tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, we're gonna jump into a band. They're kind of touring. They're doing some shows. They're in California. kind of touring. Well, they're coming to Utah. They're from okay. California. Yeah. Uh, they're doing two shows. Chico. Yes. Sacramento. Northern yes. California. Yeah, man. North, North Central California, Dustin. They, so they're doing some shows uh, up there. Like the, they, they do some shows with some bands that we listen to. But they're they're on tour. They're going to be in Utah here soon. And they're going to be at the Hear Nothing House as well. Where the fuck's the Hear Nothing House? I want to say it's Colorado, but... Okay. Fuck, I can't tell. All right. So June 28th, they're going to be here at the Underground, okay? Okay. In Utah. And then June 29th, they're doing a house show with uh, Barking Mad. I believe it's in Colorado, but I am unsure. But doesn't look like it's in California. Okay. So... They'll be doing some other shows in California as well. Check out Revolution. Class System, the album's called Civil Unrest. You can go get it on their band camp. Looks like they're probably going to be taking some stuff out on the road with them. So if you're here, mm. man, get to that show at the Underground. That's a mm-hmm. cool band, man. They have a lot of great Yeah, tracks. man, good good band. Uh, you know, the Underground, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. Fucking, you're in Salt Lake, you know. Fucking, you're in a room not much bigger than what we're sitting in right now. Fucking, it's like a show just for you, right? right? Uh, and uh, so it's a lot of fun to get there. We got to go there. Fuck, we got to go there before I leave, just so we can put stickers on the fucking walls and shit. Well, this show is June 29th. It's Friday night. Fuck. That's a week from Friday. A week from this Friday, right? A week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Saturday, we're going to go to a show. Grade 2. We're going to see we Grade 2. We played that on the last episode to talk about and that. Yeah, and yeah, and we're going to see uh, Press Gang Union with them. Yep. And uh, looking forward to that. My, my, I thought it was going to be maybe my last show in Salt Lake, but it might be that... Uh, one at the Underground on the 29th. That might be a lot of fun. Class Let's fucking maybe try to plan on that. Uh, right on. Very cool. Go see Class System. If they're in your town, Dustin. They're going to be doing some shows in California. So if you're in California and you haven't seen these guys, see these guys. They do shows with uh, a lot of bands that we, we talk about on the show. You know, Roadside Bombs. They did one. Roadside Bombs. Generators. Uh, they got some other cool stuff coming up as well. They're going to be in our town, so hopefully they come to your town. Fuck yeah. Press Gang Union. It looks like they're going to be playing with Press Gang as well. That show at the Underground, Press Gang's been busy. Dude, they just, they, you know what? They don't say no, I don't think. Right? Um, which is fucking kudos to them, right? Oh, looks like Class System was added on to the Fuck You, We Rule OK in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, so they're going to be rule. doing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah man 
That's, right a, that's a big show uh, that they do out in Tulsa. It's going to be uh, July yeah. 5th through 7th. Right on. A ton of bands. And they'll be doing uh, the Underneath Underground uh, 8 this year, which will be uh, mid-July. So they're doing a lot of cool shit. Go check that band out. Chris, you, we're going to do a great cover-to-cover albums. Just got it in the email fucking tonight. Yes. Um, on the way here, actually. What is it about society? Uh, just got Drinking Squad's so new album from Contra oh, Records. They sent it to us to preview and review. Is it that we collectively thought Steve Jobs was a great man, even when we knew he made billions off the backs of children? The world itself just one big hoax? Our social media faking is intimacy. We all know why we do this, because we want to be sedated. Something to think because about. Because it's everybody. painful not to pretend. Because we're I cowards. Be sedated. Time! Here we go. It's fucking cool start here. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I came in and we started playing it, and I was like, fuck yes. We're putting it on now. Um, reached out to Aaron Petty. Uh, previously of the Punk Lounge to, to ask her to write a review for us uh, or for, for this album. Um, it's fucking great. Great album. We listened to the whole thing already once. I was just telling Dustin, I'm going to listen to the whole thing. When I get home, I'm just going to play the whole thing. Right. This song's False Reality. You can hear this on... Um, you go to their Facebook page and they have uh, a video for it uh, linked up there. Great song. Uh, Drinking Squad, they're out of Lar, Germany. They're on Contra Records. Um, and yeah, man, we're listening to some brand new fucking music. I mean, literally, Contra Records sent it to me maybe an hour ago. Um, and so. You can go buy the vinyl, but you can't get the digital anywhere, right? No, now. not yet. You can and get the vinyl from Contra Records. Go to the website and get that vinyl, yeah. especially if you're in Europe. Oh, yeah. But fucking. You're gonna be well. You usually wait until you have like two or three you want, and then you order. We got to meet the guys from Contractors. One we? of them, yeah. Who did we meet from Contractors? Thomas. Thomas. Shout out to Thomas. Yeah. Thanks for sending us this. Uh, to Contra, check this fucking song out. It's a really good fucking song. False reality. four-track EP previously. We played a couple tracks of that on the show. It's a great EP. And, uh, this yeah. This is a great LP. This is gonna be, uh, this is a hitter right here, bud. Yeah. For sure. Um, 
Fuck yeah, dude. I really liked this song. What a great kickoff to the album. I think that, you know, you always give me a hard time and tease me about picking the first song on the album. <laughs> but let's be honest. When you when you pop the, the CD in, when you put the record down, when you, when you throw the tape in, what do you listen to first? That first song. Right. The first song's going to set the fucking table. That's probably why the band put it there. And and so you've got to have a hitter right off. You can't have some bullshit. Uh, and I'll tell you what, right now, if you have a, uh, a, an album you're releasing or something, and, and your first song is mm, not your best one, you may not fucking get much further listening than that. Right. My favorite track on the whole album was Take the Blame, track five. Okay. Good fucking track. That's this one. I enjoyed it. Um, and maybe it's not the single release or whatever, but I, I thought it was a good song. Let's listen to Take the Blame. Hate Racism on Randale Records, Drinking Squad, Beer and Music, oi oi, Full of Hope, that was the EP, Yep. Uh, two years, last year, I think it was two years, I think it was 17, I think it was two years ago, I'm, I don't see anything on it, so fuck it, um, yeah man, fucking something to check out, you can find it on Randale Records, uh, and uh, do you have like a special colored one here, or is it just, yes, it is, oh, pull it out and take a look, yeah, I'm gonna take a look, you know, if you're not listening, if you're not getting vinyl, boy, you are falling behind. Oh, yeah, that's a rad blue color, right? right? Uh, fucking check it out. Oh, it even says on it Blau, which is Deutsch for blue. There you go. Auf Deutsch. Fucking good band. I love this right here. This. You hear that echo vocal in the background? Yeah. Oh, I love that. At some point during punk rock bowling, I went on a diatribe, and I don't remember to who. I think that you tried to slow me down or stop me on it because I was going off. Um, oh, yes. It was um, when Teenage Bottle Rocket was playing, and everybody was leaving to go see the Hives. And I got into it with some fucking random lady about how this is a <laughs> band who's doing it now. They just put out a new album. It's probably their best album. Uh, that they've ever put out, and you're miss you're gonna leave to go see some fucking band that isn't even punk rock, and you know what? That's what's wrong with this. All these bands that are putting out new stuff, and I started going off, and I think you tried to stop me, and I was like, "No, Dustin, I'm having none of that. I'm continuing." And I think I kept talking until we, uh, until we had dinner, and I calmed down a little bit. I think I was just hangry, but when a band puts out something new, uh, this this album, good example. Fuck, I want to see them in the States. I, I want 
I want that opportunity. You know what I mean? Unknown. That's a good album, man. And it'd um, be great if we could just go to Germany. Wouldn't it be amazing just to, like, all right, we're gonna go spend a month over in Europe, and we're gonna hopefully see I'll every t- one of these t- bands. I'll tell you right now, a show we, every single night. If we did a month in Germany, I know where to go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hit every single one right? of the bands. Uh, it'd be it'd be great to do. Um, Lahr, Germany. I don't even know where the fuck that is. L A H R, Germany. Um, uh, there's a Canadian Air Force base there. Oh. Uh, fuck yeah, man. Like, that's some old fucking Cold War place right there. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, check them out. Oh, it's way down. Oh, it's over by um, Stuttgart. Um, yeah, right on the border of France. Okay. So, yeah, that's why I haven't fucking, uh, you know, been there. Because I didn't travel over there too much, so... Check it out. Fucking great. Dustin, you've got a great cover-to-cover album. It's going to lead us into what's next. What do you got? It's a great cover-to-cover album. I wanted to see that, by the way. Battalion Zoska. Did you get the red-white? Yeah, well, I don't have the album yet. You got the the, CD. Yeah, the CD unofficially is out. They're selling it. They they don't have an official street date, as you'll hear in the interview. Okay. So we have the CD here. The, The records weren't done as of the interview last week. So let's jump into a track. We're gonna go with once again off the self-titled, and and once again is track number ten. We're not gonna get too far into about Battalion Zoska because yeah, we're gonna let Pat do that. In the Pat interview. does it in the interview uh, and he knocks it out. Uh, such a great guy to interview. But I will say we got to meet Pat. I mentioned the story earlier. Uh, we sat with him and his wife at dinner right after that diatribe I went off on new bands and stuff and this isn't even punk rock and we're saying it right in front of two people who are very involved in punk rock right um so maybe that set precedence for who we were or at least who I was right um I know that you were probably kind of disappointed in, in that in the highs because they kept talking about oh this is a, we're a punk rock band and here's why yeah so what an awesome opportunity to meet Pat and his wife lovely people this is Battalion Zoska. Once again. Dustin, yeah, we were just looking at the, we're over here peeling apart the uh, the old CD inside. Fucking a lot of fun. I, I love seeing stuff like this. Uh, pictures from the road, right? Um, Pat Society with a bunch of people who we know, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, really. They're, they're on violated records. Pat is, uh, does his, violated his, records his, with. Uh, another guy, yeah. yes. Yeah. 
And, and, and so we're going to be playing a bunch of violated records bands coming oh, up. Oh, there's soon something too. in here. Look at this. There's even more. Buy the CD. Oh, fuck yeah. Is it words? Is it lyrics? Yes, it is. It's a lyric sheet, Dustin. Hey, respect the bands that do lyric sheets. What are we listening to? Well, Chris, this is 80s Kid. We're going to talk about it in an interview. We're going to play the rest of the song. Interview's coming up right after the song's over. That's society. now from Italian Zoska, Pat Society. Pat, thank you for joining us from Philadelphia. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. We got a chance to meet you at Punk Rock Bowling. Uh, you were there with your lovely wife having dinner, and me and Dustin <laughs> impeded on your guys' uh, moment of silence there. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we appreciated you guys letting us join you for dinner. That's great. Pat, tell us about Italian Zoska. Um, you guys came out with some digital releases on in March. When did you start bringing this band together? Um, I started at the end of uh, the end of I guess it was November of seventeen. Actually, I started writing. I had a I I I, I started writing with a guitarist Jim, and um, we didn't have our first actual band practice till I think January or February somewhere around there. But with 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 the other with the other guys. But yeah, kind of started. Basically, in the end of the uh, in the end of 2017. And you you and I talked about the band name. I want to jump right into that. Uh, sure. because I think that it's just a fascinating story. Uh, tell us where the name Battalion Zosta comes from. Okay, the um, in occupied uh, in occupied Warsaw in World War II, there was a, a the home army that was uh, one of the underground armies that were um, fighting the, the Nazis in World War II, um, there was a scouting battalion that was made up basically of Boy Scouts that would live in the, they would live in the sewer. They would use the sewer to, uh, to basically travel back and forth to fight the, to fight the Nazis. They wore like the Nazi uniforms with um, usually like flags or um, pinned on their, on their arm or on like an SS helmet and stuff like that. They um, basically like would throw Molotov cocktails use uh use stolen or abandoned weapons against the nazis to fight to fight them in the war that is 
so cool, man. Just what a great name for, especially in this day and age where we see kind of a, this stink of fascism on, on so much that's going on. And, you know, I think that we need to be reminded a lot, hey, you know, the, the, there were kids that were fighting these guys in their hometowns. And, and it's just really cool. I love the name that you guys chose for the band. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's one of those, um, I guess it's kind of uh, in in Poland, it's very well known. It's you know, it's like a it's like a household uh, thing, like of history, but it's not taught really in the United States here, and it's kind of left out of a lot of even the World War II history that most people Absolutely. you know get. Well, I I have a degree in history, and I I can tell you that when you and I spoke, you, that was the first time that I had heard of it even, and and I was just fascinated and wanted to know more. And uh, again, I love the name. And and thanks for the history lesson with it. That's that's really awesome, and it's apropos for a punk rock band to say the least. Yeah, it's um, it, like I kind of did it. I I kind of wanted to take the name out of like respect. I mean, I'm I have Polish bloodline, you know, from my yeah. uh, my family. So it was kind of like a respect thing to honor that, you know. Absolutely. And and, it was, and and the meantime being like, I think this is a, a pretty a pretty well. Uh, deserve punk names that um Absolutely. it kind of it, it, it kind of stands on its merits for what what the name is you know it doesn't to me it doesn't really get any punker than that yeah playing and, fascism you know yeah absolutely and, and pat this isn't your first band right i mean you you've been around for a little while yes yeah but, um, previous experience? um i was in a band um well i still occasionally am but uh I was in a band, Violent Society, for a long time. I did that well into the 2000s. And then in the early 2000s, uh, the drummer of Violent Society and me, we um, we did a band called um, Cranked Up with um, some of the, the guys. Three of the guys actually went on to form a band called Duffy's Cut that um, are playing right now. They're, yeah. you know, getting pretty popular. So, yeah, I mean, I'm no stranger to punk rock. You know, I, I, yeah, I, went, a, I, I went a long time with really not playing. My wife was doing her band, the Druguettes, and I just kind of would go to shows and like the current state of punk rock just kind of really bored me. I felt I felt like a lot of it was just like bands going through the motion, having this predetermined style of what they wanted to sound like and kind of they all kind of sound the same. And so I, I, I want to do something that like reminded me when I grew up in the like, you know, the 80s and, you know, had like a special meaning to me and influenced me. So that's where I was at with the Titan Zosco. Is is that that sense of boredom, if you will, kind of where you thought it you know punk rock was at? Is that one of the reasons that you brought in Descadena and, and, and others uh to to play on tracks on your albums as well? Mm, no, not at all. I mean um I, they were just um I mean, besides being friends of mine, they're they're also, you know, people I, I, I admired growing up. You know, like, um, you know, I mean, I, I was a Black Flag fan. I'm an Angelic, an Angelic Upstarts fan. So I was just like, when I was doing the record, I was like, well, you know, I felt like these songs needed this. Like the songs that Dez played on, I just was like, I, I, I could hear, I could hear his guitar playing over the song. Right. So when I asked him, I said, you know, would you like to play on this? And he was, you know, we were drinking at the bar and he was like, okay i'll do it and i was like all right well so here you know let's let's make it happen so like you know everybody always says oh yeah we'll do this we'll do this but you know i i kind of jumped on it and i've been friends with neil for a while from the angelic upstarts and like 
that last angelic upstarts record that um they did it was uh the bullington bastards i thought was like one of the best angelic upstarts records that they ever did i mean next to like reason why or something in the early 80s and i said well neil why don't you play on this these songs are really really great you know it, it's kind of um with with the current uh music scene now like a lot of people don't buy older bands newer material because they latch on to what they did in the 70s and the 80s and stuff like that and i just thought his guitar playing on that record was just so phenomenal that i wanted to i wanted him to be a part of it and you know we we love the angelic upstarts as well uh dustin didn't we have angelic upstarts on our show no we did not chris but we saw them at punk rock bowling okay i knew i saw them somewhere yes <laughs> it was like two years ago right yeah i believe so why haven't we had them on our show yet we're not big enough that's why we gotta get more we haven't they asked actually, they actually they actually played two they actually played twice at punk rock bowling a couple years apart i want to say maybe five years ago and then maybe two years ago that's well awesome. when we were at punk rock bowling one of the things you mentioned was where you guys are going to be going which mm -hmm. was rebellion fest uh and in blackpool Mm -hmm. And Dustin and I have only dreamed of Rebellion. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about what you guys are going to be doing at Rebellion this year. Well, we're playing the introducing stage, which is like, I guess, like a, a new band. All the new bands eventually play, you know, unless you're a band that's been around for a while and you uh, have never played Rebellion. Like, there's tons of bands that have been around for 20, 30 years that have never played over there. So... They wouldn't, they, they wouldn't play the introducing stage. The introducing stage is mainly for like new, newer bands that are coming up and they're, you know, they get bands from all around the world that want to come and kind of like baby steps, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like starting over. I mean, Violent Society was a, was a big time band mm -hmm. in, in, in the scene. So it's, it's almost kind of like starting over for you. Yeah. Is that is that exciting? Is that annoying? What is that to you? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's parts of it that you love your whole life, and you you know you're really proud of, and then there's other you know you you kind of get pigeonholed into something and you can't really grow, and that goes musically too. I I could never do some of the songs that I'm doing now in Violent Society because people that like Violent Society probably wouldn't be into it so it yes it, it, it is exciting but at the same time it's a lot of work you know and it, yeah. it is like it is like starting over but <laughs> it's like anyone that's tired of their old girlfriend you know <laughs> you, you want to move on and you want to get something else there you go there there it is right on and then i, I wanted to ask really quick just kind of uh, being speaking of being new or young or starting over your drummer tell us about your drummer you said you you found this kid he's a he's a genius drummer Tell us a little bit more. I basically, um, when Valensati played at uh, the Fire Rock Festival in uh, Tulsa a couple years ago, he, um, the band Combat Crisis, who Johnny and my guitarist Johnny and Jonas were in at the time, was was playing, and their their drummer that they had, Adam, either left or couldn't do the tour or whatever, and they found this guy Milo, and I watched them play when they were when Combat Crisis was doing their set, and I walked up to Milo and I said. You know, I'm really thinking about doing a new band, and if I do a new band, I'm starting it with you because you're really. It's like I, I could see the talent in. I mean, he was only an 18, mm -hmm. only an 18 or 19 year old kid. You know, he's only 22 now. You know, and he writes he writes the majority of the songs with me and Jim in wow. the band. So he, when I got home, uh, he called me up. He's like, "Were you really serious about 
about starting a new band and having me with it. And I was like, absolutely. I said, I'm not there yet. What I want to do, but you know, I will, I will call you. And you know, about a year and a half later, I called him. It's and, it's awesome and, to you know give him an opportunity to to grow up in in, in it too. That's it's uh it's an exciting thing to see uh, with your band. And it so, is kind of it is kind of funny to watch because he he idolizes a lot of the bands that I grew up playing with. Um, so so like not only does he like violent society but he's really into the unseen he's really into the virus and stuff like that and they were bands that came along actually after we we were a band Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of funny because he's he's real he's real into he's real into that scene that we grew up like we created right um he looks at he he looks at him more as uh as uh, those bands as heroes where i look at him as friends (laughs) so you're playing 80s kid with a drummer who was not born in the 80s. Yeah, we laugh about that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of 80s, kid, you did like a little promotional video for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You did a promotional video for one of your other tracks as well. Yeah, Country Divided. Tell me why it is that you made the decision to do promotional videos. Do do you think that it helps push sales with – even with MTV gone, do you think that it's still relevant to do videos today? I'll be honest. I kind of like when I was doing, uh, I, I do um, Violated Records with Eric um, from Creep Records. Um, it's his label. I, I, you know, I, I help him out with it. We were, we were doing the, the label with him. Uh, my wife's band, the Drugettes, were doing a couple videos. And um, I found it like it was like, it's one of those things you put in your video out there. It's you're going to have either people that really like it or people that are going to chastise you and like crucify you for everything you did because of, because of it, because you're putting it out there. It was something I always wanted to do. I never did it with any of my previous bands. You know, we were all, we we were, we always fight about that, like things like that. And um, the, the anti, um, anti-video thing but uh i i I don't know i just i said well you know what i did it for my wife's band and um you know it was it it was a good tool to get out there i mean you listen it's i don't think i don't think you're selling units because you're doing a video i think it's more getting the name out and you know people get a chance to see you like you know see your band hear your music you know they think you suck they think you're good whatever you know it's like now you're you're out there and there, there you go well, Dustin and I, we both, we watch a lot of YouTube videos, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and so it's nice to actually come across something that's not just the band logo with the music playing in the background, but, right. you know, something mm-hmm. to it. You could see who's, you know, you could see who's in the video, and, and you could see, well, you could see who's in the band, so when you go to a show, you might recognize somebody in a crowd yeah. that you might not normally recognize. Yeah, it happens. I had a, I had a hardcore kid that... uh an, an older hardcore kid that like recognized me. I was in a, the store shopping a couple weeks ago and he's like, you're the guy in that video. He couldn't remember the video, but he remembered. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, I know, I know what it is. And it'd be like, he told me that the next time I saw him cause he was working in the, in the store. But I, I started laughing. I thought it was kind of funny. Do you get recognized more? Or does your wife get recognized more? Uh, lately it's been my wife, but um, <laughs> you know, when I do, um, when I, did go out to punk rock bowling it was kind of the older people wouldn't recognize me not not so much the younger people because i i hadn't done much in the last you know 10 years mm-hmm. tell us maybe a little bit about the the 
the punk rock family that you guys are. Uh, uh, give us like a little anecdote from the road that something that maybe you guys do that uh, when you're uh, touring. Um, are you talking about with the with the wife? Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much like when I met my wife, my wife was uh, most couple years younger than me. It was three, three, three and a half years or so. But um, we both were kind of had like the same fascination growing up with a lot of the, U, uh, the, the UK bands that were, you know, you're, you're talking about like uh, the late 80s, early 90s, where mm-hmm. getting information was really hard. And it was, <laughs> you know, like you had to go search record stores, you had to go, you had to go to like, uh, you really had to like look to find punk rock, you know. Now for me, it was I had to go to the big cities. I had to go to, uh, you know, growing up in Central California, I had to go to L.A. if right. I wanted to find anything new or have a friend who was from L.A. during that time. Yeah, cool. yeah. So we, um, you know, we kind of grew up in the same time, and um, you know, like looking for that stuff, it was just like anything, like. You had to you had to take a chance on a record, you know, whether it was uh, a discharge record that was that went metal or if it was uh, a black flag instrumental record. You you kind of didn't know. It was like it was a crapshoot. Now like you can find everything online. You can get whatever you want. You know, nobody like you might have to wait a couple years for it to get to get something like um, the Agent Orange record, uh, first Agent Orange record used because it was out of print. You know, and the you know yeah. in, in the when it started going to the into the the nineties, things were being repressed on C D, so you had a lot more of that. So we we had, we we shared a whole uh, you know, love for that. So we decided like when we were together that we were just like, you know, we're really good like on, I think on our first date we actually were like we were talking about a band and then my wife said, Have you ever seen Motorhead? And I go, No, I've never seen them but I like them a lot and she's like, Well, I feel that you have to go to see a band that you like every you know at least once in your life so uh, you know we'd all we already went to shows you know i went to a, a lot of shows and you know and i would travel for a lot of shows and now we just make it our our mission to like do our vacations and anything that we do we do it around music so whether it's uh going out to like we went out to california to go see vice squad or you know, we went to Pitt- Pittsburgh to see uh, Public Image Limited or, you know, something like that. Like, we, we always kind of, like, do a vacation around something musical. So, you know, it's kind of um, it's kind of a cool thing, you know. A lot of people that uh, get married and, you know, have kids and stuff like that, like their wife or their husband aren't into the punk rock. They're not into the hardcore. They, you know, they live, they live separate lives. They, you know, they have kids and they stop going to shows. Like, that hasn't been me. That's been my wife. Nor me or Dustin. That's right. <laughs> we, we abandon our wives all the time for shows. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising, we're still married. <laughs> it's a shock. Right on. But you, but you, but you get what I'm saying, right? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I can't tell you right now how many times my my kids have been like, "Well, we're going to punk rock bowling too, right, Dad?" Well, okay, you know. But then it's like, oh, I'm gonna be dragging the kids around and i'm gonna miss some shows or you know what i mean they're not gonna want to stay around and so there, there's part of me that's like well when they're a little bit old i'll be able to to share it with them right and then and then maybe have something like uh your your punk rock family has it's pretty awesome but then you might you might take them and then you know a couple of years later you might be buying them a guitar you might be um 
you know, they might be playing I, in I a band and, you know, you're helping them out them, doing that. I've got them both in piano lessons right now. So they're right. learning. Music. There you go. Get them a Stranglers record and they can uh, fill in for uh, Dave Greenfield. Hey. <laughs> That's awesome. Right on. Pat, what are some bands that were musical influences for you? Uh, I mean, it, it kind of, um, you know, like when I first got into music, it was things like ACDC. I like, you know, I, I liked old Ozzy Osbourne, you know, that, I mean, that was growing up like, and then I got into new wave. I got into like Josie Cotton and the flock of seagulls and stuff Ooh. like that. And, and then, you know, you kind of, you know, I was into things like Blondie as a kid. Like I think my first, my first t-shirt was ever was like, or not a punk shirt, but like first rock shirt was a Blondie t-shirt. It was one of those iron ones that you would get it was like um it yes. was a, it was actually it was actually a parallel lines iron-on shirt so you know i i morphed that into and then you, you you know you get exposed to other things as you're getting older you know like i i would get in uh to um i think you know the first punk like really like punk and hardcore bands i got into were were black flag and the circle jerks you know, so those were like, those were like my favorite bands. And then, you, you know, then you get into things like GBH and the Exploited and Discharge and you're like, wow, you know, these are really awesome too. And then you start circling around other people, you, other people are trading stuff with you and you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm here in Sham 69, seven seconds, you know, different things. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of that whole experience for where I was growing up. What's a, uh, what's, what's a, guilty pleasure for you musically what's something that you listen to that definitely isn't punk or hardcore or even in the realm of it man i do listen to some uh some odd stuff but i mean you know i'm a i i, I do have a soft spot for journey nice <laughs> um, i like journey yeah <laughs> i mean like you know i mean listen do i want to play it no but like right. i like it you know um <laughs> So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really into old rock and roll. Like I, I always did. That was like my, my parents growing up, my mom was kind of more of a hippie, uh, you know, a, a hippie girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, she liked like the Neil Young and Janis Joplin stuff like that. I was never really right. into that. I'm never really into that, but my dad would play like Chuck Berry records, um, Elvis, like I love Elvis. I, I was really, really into Buddy Holly. Um, he's probably like one of my favorite, favorite rock and roll, uh, singers, but you know, I mean, all that stuff, all that stuff's actually rooted into the seventies punk rock that, absolutely you know, that, that stuff. So, you know, stuff like Eddie Cochran and stuff like that, you know, they were big influences on, on those bands. So, well, I, I always argue that Chuck Berry invented rock and roll. So mm -hmm. I, I, I just, I, I think that, oh, you can't forget, you can't forget Bill Haley though. Bill Haley's right. <laughs> He's up there too, man. He's, he's absolutely. Good. I, I just I, I think that a lot of bands that come out, you know, newer bands, younger guys, they they lack that that knowledge. You know, mm -hmm. they, they they don't listen to the old stuff. You know, they're they're out there and you know, hey, what's your what's your musical influence? And they're like, Rancid and Op Ivy. And it's like, cool. But who else influences you? You know, what else did you listen to? You know, and that's it. You know, and it's it's unfortunate because you know the old guys like us <laughs> that grew up listening to you know fifties music with their parents, we we had a a career's worth of education. You know, right there, just sitting in the car listening to the same tape that mom was listening to of 
the righteous brothers or whoever else, you know. And so it, it, it's awesome to, to hear you talk about Elvis and Chuck Berry and those guys because that's that's the core of rock and roll, man. Yeah, I mean, and you listen to any of that, like the Ramones or the Sex Pistols. I mean, they're, you know, the Sex Pistols are my favorite band ever. But you can listen to the covers that they did and yeah. – you know, it, it's straight back to that time period, you know, where it's really, it's just faster, it's harder, it's heavier. Yeah. You know? It's more true. And it feels better to listen to. Mm -hmm. Tell us, uh, where can we find all of Battalion Zoska's stuff? Well, the CD was actually released. We actually released it a couple uh, weeks ago. We haven't um, officially did a street date for it, but we've been selling it at the shows and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We did have the CD because we were going to Montreal, so we played in Montreal at the Oi Fest. Yeah. So they are available. You can get it at our band camp. It's, I don't know what the address is, but it's the Battalion Zoshka band camp site. You can get that there. Um, we will have our album. will be out in a couple weeks. Um, we're, we're actually just waiting for them. We got test pressings back. We're waiting for them to actually ship. We will have that. They'll be on two different um, two different colors. They'll be um, I forget what they are, but one is uh, one version is gonna have um, half red, half white, kind of like the Polish flag oh, for the vinyl. Cool. So it'll yeah be half and half. Um, and I think the other color we did, but um, that that should be out in you know a couple weeks. Actually, we're just waiting for them to be shipped. They're you know almost done. That's cool. I, I noticed that's how you have the the band name stylized mm -hmm. on the yeah. cd because i had the cd in front of me and then it was kind of a, a black and white picture but you see the the red and white on the armband as well yeah when i when i went to warsaw i went, I went to warsaw a couple times and um over the last couple of years so i've just been like really into the history of like what went on there and you know to see how they rebuilt the country since world war ii is like crazy there's not a lot of um there's not a lot of uh, of the ruins left in Warsaw, oh, but yeah. there is there there are there are some there is a a, a very little section that's off Yanapol, uh, but it's really cool to see how they've they've redone it. But I actually like I went to all the sites that um you know where they they had the underground, they had the the you know the Warsaw ghetto wall. I mean the walls only there's only a section of it that's left, and it's actually a Jewish uh, jewelry store <laughs> to. Is I, I I think it's pretty uh pretty cool, but you know there are some things where you can actually stick your finger right in the right in the right in the wall and like you know put your finger where the bullet holes yeah. were. It's pretty it's it's pretty intense. Well, absolutely. Well, Pat, thank you so much for joining us. We are excited hey. to to get to know you more here, and we're really excited about Battalion Zoska and what you guys have coming up. Keep us uh keep us up to date, will you? Absolutely. You know, and if you guys want to do this again, hit me up. You know, you know how to get me. So I Absolutely. really I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. Dustin, we're going to play some music, right? I think we'll follow this up with uh, Country Divided. Cool. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, any any uh, last remarks you want to make? For, um, if you want to reach me, if you want to reach me, you can go to uh, Battalion Zoshka on Facebook, Bandcamp, and uh, violatedrecords.com. It's the label we're on. We, um, put out put out a lot of uh, a lot of good bands yes you do well, you're you're kind enough to, to send us a, a, a quite a selection and we're going to be going through those that's awesome cool i appreciate it if you play it that'd be awesome definitely right on dustin hit it a country divide
apart. Free thinking falls apart. A country divided. Yes. Thanks again to Pat Society for joining us on the podcast. Fun interview. Great guy to talk to. Uh, great band. Great go band. Get the, you can go get the CDs. Go to Violated Records and that uh, the vinyl. That is coming out soon. There's there's some. I inter- want to get that Polish those Polish flag colors. I think. Oh yeah. Cool, oh man. God, we got to get that. Uh, there's some interviews we do with guys that have been in the scene longer than than us for sure. You know, maybe yeah. longer than we've been alive. And I tell you what, they do a great job of, of carrying us through the interview. <laughs> well, we get caught up listening because we're right, listening yeah. just like everybody's listening to oh, the yeah, show right like, now. Oh, tell, d- Dad, tell us about <laughs> punk rock. <Yeah. laughs> you know, uh, yeah, but Pat's a great fucking guy. Like I said, you know, the, the, you were there the night we yes. met him and his wife where I'm just like, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and. Uh, great guy to talk to, uh, love him, uh, and look forward to, to talking to him and, uh, heck maybe, maybe have his wife, uh, come on, yeah, talk a little Drew Guts. Yeah, That'd be good, huh? We need to have, uh, yep. yep. So, so let's, uh, let's maybe try to plan that in the future. Working that great bands from Philly, man. There's a lot, uh, Drew Getz, another one, and there's a lot of others. Oh yeah, for sure. Dustin, we've been, uh, kind of, mm, Meddling with our metal. Well, meddling with our format. See how I did that there? Oh, yeah. yeah I, like I had it. a pun ready to go. Yeah, you did. Dad jokes. Dustin, I couldn't just settle on one song. I love Body Count. This was the first time I ever heard them. Was this song? It was at the end of Universal Soldier. Oh, nice. And the song is Body Counts in the House. Ice motherfucking tea. You know, I've seen Body Count at the Warp Tour in like 96 or 97, uh-huh. something like that. It was pretty so awesome. Great. Yeah, it was pretty fucking great. So great. Great fucking just talent, you know, uh, rock, rap, and metal. Yeah. Right? And this one, of course, I wanted to play first just to kind of talk over it because... It's just saying body count a lot. Right. With, with police sirens and shit like that in the background. It's fucking awesome. This is from their self-titled album. What um, is their debut album from 1992, Chris? Body count. Self-titled. Debut 92, huh? Yeah. Is that when Universal Soldier came out? Probably. Kind of, seems right-ish. I remember hearing this song... And I was immediately like, this is my favorite band ever. Universal Soldier 92. Right about now in the motherfucking place to be. On the bass, I got my main motherfucker called Moose Man. Yeah. Main the rhythm tracks, I got the one and only infamous yeah. D-Rock in the half. On the drums, I got the one and only Beatmaster V, motherfucker. Yeah. On lead guitars, I got my nigga Ernie C. Mm. And I'm Ice motherfucking T, bitch. Ice motherfucking T, bitch. Did Dustin, come on, come on, I don't know how much you know about Ice T. Did you know that Ice T yeah. was in the U.S. Army? I did not know He's that. He's an infantryman. I did not know. Yeah, that. man. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, fucking cool album came out in 92. We played a track off this album already on a guilty pleasure previous to this. We played uh, another favorite song, Evil Dick. Yes. Every night, Evil Dick, he comes to me and says, Don't sleep alone, don't sleep alone, don't sleep alone. Fucking love that song. Uh, this is, like I said, off <laughs> Universal Soldier. Fucking, do you remember that movie, Dustin? I do. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Um, if I remember right... I was 12 at the time. We were 12 at the time, I should say. And uh, it came out July 92, so it was one of those summer blockbuster-type deals. Right. I think I remember seeing it at the drive-in movies. Oh, nice. And and let's be honest, Dustin. As 12-year-olds, I don't care what it's rated. That movie was made with us in mind. Yeah. It is probably the most 90s movie. We need a fucking... Do a view again. Let's play it. Nobody this. ever gave a fuck. I mean, you can kill black people in the street. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody goes to prison. But when I say black lives matter and you say all lives matter, that's like if I was to say gay lives matter and you say all lives matter. If I said women's lives matter and you say all lives matter, you're diluting what I'm saying. You're diluting the issue. The issue isn't about everybody. It's about black lives at the moment. But the truth of the matter is. They don't really give a fuck about anybody if you break this shit all the way down to the low fucking dirty ass truth. Yeah. No lives matter. Right? Which is truth. Truth. This is off of bloodlust. Anyone who ain't got cash. You know, Bloodlust was their most recent release, March 31st, 2017. Nice. They can't fuck with us. Once we realize we're all on the same side, they won't fuck with us, Dustin. But they fucking polarize us. They fucking categorize us. They play us off each other. They tell us that... That group is the problem. This group's the problem. And they fucking polarize us against each other with political parties, with fucking money, with fucking what buildings are in your fucking community, where the hospital is, where the cheap hospital is. And once we fucking all figure it out that we're all the same and we're all in it together, my God, the government's fucked. That's true. Right? Once we all fucking just decide to stop fucking pointing fingers at each other and point it all at one fucking place. It's all that fucking money on top of that hill. I was at the fucking Capitol building with my daughter on a field trip this last week. And uh, uh, we... we get the class together to take a picture on the Capitol steps inside the building and I go to take the picture and I go everybody say taxes and the tour guy looks over at me and goes libertarian and I was like oh no <laughs> yes oh. I was in the belly of the beast 666 six, six. 
up to. Investigators say they are reviewing body camera and dash cam video of Tuesday's shooting. Police say that Keith Lamont Scott did have a gun in his hand when an officer shot him. A new picture of the scene shows something at Scott's feet. A source tells our Charlotte affiliate it may be a gun, but people in the neighborhood say that the father of four was holding a book instead. Officer Vincent was in plain clothes when the shooting happened, and he was not wearing a body-worn camera. But we are told that three other officers wore theirs. The department is under increasing pressure to release police videos from the shooting, but the police chief says he will not do that right now because of the investigation. I think Ice-T is pretty talented, man. He's a great rapper, and then uh, I love Body I don't know if we've ever played any of his rap music. I think we've talked about it before. Like We like his rap music as well, but I think that because we both like Body Count so much that it's been hard to overcome that hill. When I, I went to France, for high school, not high school, even junior high, like ninth grade, right after ninth grade. Yeah. And at the Virgin Records store in Paris, uh-huh. I bought a CD, and it was Ice T. Nice. Iceberg. Nice. <laughs> nice. He's fucking talented as shit. Uh, this song, we've played this before on the podcast. It's the institutionalized 2014, so it's a playoff of a suicidal song, and the music video is just fucking brilliant. I showed it to my wife tonight. She was unimpressed. <laughs> fuck Oprah. My favorite one is the third one. This is where we need to get to, where it goes off on the vegan. I'm not crazy. You're the one who's crazy. Institution. Me crazy. Save me from the enemy myself. The other day I go on the internet. I'm just trying to check my email. Trying to so I put in my password. It says I have an invalid password. I know my fucking password. So then it says go to customer service. So I get on customer service. I start talking to this dude. This motherfucker sound like he's from India or some shit. <laughs> he says to me, what's your first dog's name? <laughs> Do you have any passwords like that that are protected with fucking stupid questions? Yeah. You're like, oh man, I have no idea what I answered. <laughs> Fortunately, there, there's enough that are general enough that I could remember. Yeah, it, mine was like, what's your childhood pet? I think I put my dog Tim, but I don't know if I put Timmy. Crazy! <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that's crazy. You're driving me crazy. Here it is, Dustin. This is for you. The other day, I'm just sitting alone on lunch break at my job, trying to eat a ham sandwich. Got a little potato chips in the side, a little Kool-Aid. 
says, are you gonna eat that? Yeah, I'm gonna eat that. What do you fucking think I'm gonna do? Shove it up your ass? Do you understand that that pork could kill you? Look, motherfucker, pork is not gonna kill me unless I figure a way to shoot it out of a fucking gun. But I might kill you if you keep fucking with me. He says, hey, sugar is in that Kool-Aid? I said, do you realize how much blood is in the human body? Do you want to see it, motherfucker? <laughs> oh, my God. You need therapy. You have an anger problem. Ah! I'm not crazy. You're the one who's crazy. You're driving me crazy. That song releases so much for me really? right there where he goes suicidal fucking shout out right ah uh, I, I i could fucking walk home now i feel better well chris you, you know uh this band i'm playing so last, I was gonna say, last time you did power man 5000 yes so spider one mm-hmm. he is the younger brother to rob zombie rob zombie started this band uh, and they started in 1985, I believe. Yeah, man. Fucking old school white zombie. Yeah. Now, now, why did he stop doing white zombie and do his own thing? Like uh, in the nine, like, fuck, it was like 97, 98, right? Right. At least one, if not two of the guys from white zombie, because there was three besides Rob Zombie, mm. actually played on some of his other albums. Yeah, I just I think mean, he wanted to crazy, do his own right? thing. And, and even this album... Uh, Astro Creep 2000, he like references the album name in other songs. Yeah, oh, yeah. On like Hellbilly Deluxe and what have you. Well, this so, is Astro Creep 2000 Songs of Love, Destruction, and Other Synthetic Delusions of the Electric Head. That is the full <laughs> name of the album, Chris. Nice. This is one. So ba- this is back in like football days. You know, you're getting ready for for games, getting or ready for, for the re- game. wrestling or something like this. This came out. Ooh, getting ready for the big match. April 11th, 95. Throw Chris. it on the old headphones of the Walkman, right? And this track right here is called Supercharger Heaven. Fuck yeah, man. Rob Zombie always had these weird. Old school things, old movies and shit. Oh shit! This track two from that album. There was one of the singles. Oh, that shit, album yeah. peaked at number six on More the Billboard 200. Man was the other one. Yes. Yeah, it's a good song. Everybody knows that one, but I don't know if everybody knows this. Oh, one. everybody and knows this, this one. This was fucking too. great too. These were the yeah, they were the two hitters, man. Wait, wait, Dustin, you met Rob Zombie. I did, kind of. Tell the story. Come on. I will when we do Rob Zombie. All right, fair enough. In a couple weeks. Yeah, devil man, devil man. Devil man, run up in my head. Devil man, run up in my head. 
everybody knows this song. Right? I this hope so. an alternative radio hitter in 95, dude. For sure. So for sure you and I know it. <laughs> fucking track right right yeah man for sure that was a good one dustin let's uh l- let's wrap it up here uh you can find us on itunes stitcher google play uh player fm and of course www.slcpodcast.com uh don't be afraid to check out our new project pow pumpkin oil worldwide uh we're really excited about it uh, a little bit more Storytelling and kind of bullshitting and listening to music and having fun. Right. Uh, less structured than, than this show for sure. Uh, a little more anarchy is always a great thing. Dustin, you can find these bands listed today on Twitter if you use Twitter. On Instagram, at much the same, at Craig's brother, at two minute underscore minor, at the rats, that's with the Z, punk, uh, at battalion Zoska, that's spelled Z O S K A. Hey, Chris. Uh, yeah. Devil man, devil man, devil man, devil man, devil man, devil man, All right, at Violated Records, at Body Count Official, fucking check that out. At SLC Punk Chris, that's me. I'm at SLC Punkcast. On Facebook, at much the same, at Craig's brother, at Two Minute Minor Hardcore, at The Rats CT. At class.system82, at Drinking Squad, at Battalion Joska, at Violated Records Philly, at Body Count Official, you'll find me at SLC Punk Chris. And we're at SLC Punkcast. And if you're still listening, thank you so much. This is why we do it. We have so much fun doing this. I will keep doing this. Even when we go to California, we got a big fucking transition to the show coming up. Uh, Dustin looking to bring some more people in. We're going to make this thing even bigger and keep it going. Play the fucking outro.